the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. I'm a Christian, but I've never shared the gospel with anybody. I've never talked to someone about Jesus, or I've never been in a a Bible study, discipleship Bible study, where I've just come alongside a younger believer and met with them to go through the Word of God together and to look at the Gospels together and the New Testament together. I've, I've just, I've never done anything like that. Start! Start today. Start to obey the Lord today. It can be difficult to talk to people about Jesus. Non-believers might think you're trying to tell them some fairy tale, or they might even get angry at you for trying to push your religion onto them. Jesus dealt with these kinds of people all throughout the Bible, so why shouldn't we? If you've never talked to someone about Jesus before, it's not too late. You never know the impact you could have on someone's life. Today, Pastor Dan is going to encourage you to speak up about Jesus. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. commanded to go preach the gospel to people and then invite them to repent of their sins and turn to Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation. All of us. And the word preach, it means to proclaim, it means to publish publicly or to herald. We are all commanded to just publicly proclaim the gospel message to people and to call them to repentance. We're just declaring it to people. Preaching the gospel and calling people to repentance, it it was an essential piece of the ministry of Jesus Christ. I'll just read a couple verses for you. In Luke chapter 4, at the very beginning of his ministry, remember Jesus stood up in the synagogue in Nazareth, and he read from the scroll of Isaiah. This was announcing his mission. And he read in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So his mission was to preach the gospel to the poor. We've seen in Matthew's gospel, back in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, the very first message that Jesus ever preached, Matthew 4, 17, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
So the first message that Jesus preached was a message of repentance. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, listen to this. Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. We are commanded to share the gospel with people, to share the good news. And really, we are commanded to continue Jesus's ministry of preaching the gospel and calling people to repentance. Right. So before he goes to heaven, he says, I've got all authority. I have authority over your life. And I want you to go, therefore, and I want you to preach the gospel. I've been preaching the gospel for the last three and a half years. I'm going to ascend to heaven. And now I'm passing the baton to you, Christian. Now you're going to go into all the world, far beyond where I've gone, far beyond the land of Israel. You're going to go to every nation, and you're going to preach the gospel to them. And you're going to call them to repentance. And you're going to carry the baton of my ministry From this point. Okay. Now. What is the gospel? Well turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And here in 1 Corinthians 15. We have a very clear description. Of the gospel. Verse 1. Moreover brethren. I declare to you. The gospel. Which I preached to you. Right. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Paul did that. Which also. You received. That's the correct response to the gospel. You receive the gospel in which you stand. Our standing is in the gospel by which also you are saved. We are saved by the gospel. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, if you don't move away from the gospel, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered you first of all that which I also received. Here's the gospel message that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. This is, these three pieces, these three components, make up the gospel message. The death for our sins, the burial, and the resurrection. Those three things must be present in the message for it to be the gospel. The gospel message is is that your sins, your sins that separate you from God, your sins that condemn you before a holy God were paid for on the cross by Jesus Christ. He took our punishment for us, dying for our sins. He has provided forgiveness for our sins and a way for us to be reconciled to God. And then repentance comes in. If you repent of your sins and turn to Jesus Christ by faith, your sins will be forgiven. And we are, we are commanded to go and proclaim this message to people. And, and just to declare it, to proclaim it, to herald it. It's not our responsibility to convince them to believe or to obey the gospel. Our responsibility is to just tell them. Just declare it. And the Holy Spirit is responsible for the results. Now, Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 10, verse 7. Listen to this. Jesus told told the disciples, Mark chapter 10, verse 7. As you go, preach the gospel. As you go. And I like that. So we've got this great commission, all of us here. We've been commissioned now to go out and preach the gospel. 
How do we do that? It's just as you go. Just as you go about your life, as you go to school, as you go to work tomorrow, as you go to basketball practice or play practice, or you go to the store or a restaurant, you proclaim the gospel as you go. Just as you encounter people, engage them in conversation and bring it around to the gospel and talk to them about Jesus Christ. And as you read through the book of Acts, you'll see that the disciples preached the gospel everywhere they went. And they called people to repentance. They told everyone about Jesus. In Romans chapter 10, you don't have to turn there, but I'll read it to you. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. This is to make you feel guilty. How then shall they call on him and whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. There it says, how shall they call on him for forgiveness and salvation and mercy of whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in him if they've never heard of him? How will they know that their sins can be forgiven? How will they know that they can be reconciled to God? How will they know that there's a God in heaven who loves them and wants a relationship with them and wants to give them eternal life if they've never heard the gospel? And how shall they hear the gospel without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? We're sent. We've been sent into this community to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, God didn't send someone else to proclaim the gospel to people in our community. There's not someone else doing it. There's not someone else taking care of that. He's called us to do that. He sent us. And if we're not faithful to go, people will not hear the good news that their sins can be forgiven. Another verse for you, First uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. Listen to what Paul says about preaching the gospel. He says, for if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Paul says, if I, if I preach the gospel, I've got nothing to boast of. It's not like I say, hey, hey, I'm out there preaching the gospel, like I'm doing something exceptional. No, he says, no, necessity is laid upon me. This is a necessity that God has just laid upon me. I don't really have a choice. He gave me the great commission. He told me to go preach the gospel. I'm just doing what God told me to do. I'm just obeying his command to me to go and preach the gospel in the world, and I'm just obeying him. It's a necessity that's just been laid upon me, he says. I'm, I'm not doing anything extraordinary. I'm just walking in obedience to the Lord. And he says, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. Because that means I'm walking in disobedience to the Lord. Now, look at our passage again. Look at verse 19. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the 
Holy Spirit. So Mark's gospel says, go preach the gospel. Luke's gospel says, repentance and forgiveness of sins should also be preached with that. And then Matthew's account says, and go baptize them. And Matthew doesn't mention preaching the gospel or preaching repentance. He doesn't say anything about the gospel here. He mentions baptism. Why is that? A person who hears the gospel message and obeys the gospel message and receives Jesus Christ, repents of their sins, receives Jesus Christ, will be baptized. Baptism is the way a believer publicly identifies with Jesus Christ. And, and through baptism, they're illustrating the gospel message. They're illustrating the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they're identifying with his death, burial, and resurrection. So baptism is a public confession. It's a public identification with the gospel message. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. If a person hears the gospel and they're converted to Jesus Christ, they'll be baptized at their first opportunity. And every believer, of course, is called to be baptized and should do so out of obedience. And so when you go into the book of Acts, we don't have time to go through the verses here, but just for example, in Acts chapter 2, Peter, when he preached on Pentecost, he said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. He was not saying that baptism remits your sins or is the way that your sins are forgiven. We're not saved by baptism. We're saved by grace through faith. But in the book of Acts, repentance and faith in Christ is preached together with a call to baptism. Baptism occurs immediately upon conversion or at the first possible opportunity. So if you're a believer here in Jesus Christ and you have not been baptized, well, why not? You, you should be. And you should be baptized the next time we have a baptism. Now he goes on in verse 20. Teaching them. This is also part of the Great Commission. So it's not just preaching the gospel, getting them saved, baptizing them, and then we're done. No, now there's this process of teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. So the Great Commission includes preaching the gospel, calling people to repentance for the forgiveness of their sins, calling people to saving faith in Jesus Christ, baptizing them, and then teaching people to observe all things that Jesus has commanded so, so they will know how they should live. And this is our mission as believers. This, all, all, of these, all of these elements are part of the great commission, teaching new disciples the word of God so they can know what to observe and the commandments of Jesus Christ and, and how to live a life that, that pleases God. Right? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, how do we know what the commandments are? 
Somebody needs to teach us. Somebody needs to take us through the word of God so that we know what the commandments mean and what they say and how we we live it out. And then verse 20, again, the end of the verse. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus is with us in this. And this is the key. This is the secret sauce of the Great Commission. Jesus is with you. As you go out into the world and you preach the gospel to people and you tell them they need to repent of their sins and put their trust in Jesus Christ for salvation and you tell them they need to be baptized and you, you enter into this discipleship relationship where now you're, you're teaching someone that's a, that's a newer believer than you what God has commanded them to do so that they can observe the things that he has his commanded, God is with us in that. Jesus is with us in that. If you remember, before his ascension to heaven, Jesus told his disciples, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. There's this power from the Holy Spirit that he gives us in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me and Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So we don't fulfill the Great Commission in our own strength. And we don't fulfill the Great Commission in our own power, in our own ability. We don't make disciples on our own. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. Through us. It's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit. And and as we go now to make disciples, the Holy Spirit empowers us and enables us to fulfill the mission. The Holy Spirit will enable you to share the gospel. I know that you are nervous about sharing the gospel. So am I when I talk to a stranger. But the Holy Spirit enables us to share the gospel with people. The Holy Spirit enables us to call people to repentance. The Holy Spirit empowers us to teach them and and disciple them. And we just have to make ourselves available. We just have to show up and go. Go, therefore, and be, be intentional about sharing the gospel and looking for an opportunity and and trying to steer conversations that we have towards towards Jesus Christ and towards the gospel message. We have to be intentional about that as you go about your life, being mindful and intentional about telling people about Jesus and the good news and the forgiveness of their sins and everlasting life and calling believers to baptism and public identification with Jesus and teaching them what the Bible says so they will know how they should live to please God. How how do you do that? Well, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Let me just say to you, don't overcomplicate it. Invite somebody out for coffee and, and talk to them about the Lord. Invite somebody out for breakfast and a Bible study. Just ask, hey, you want to start getting together every Saturday morning for coffee and We'll, we'll go through the Bible together. Hey, you want to you come over for dinner? Uh, there's some things I'd like to talk to you about. We, we don't have to make it this big, 
super complicated thing. We don't need some big program for it. You just go. And as you go, you talk to people about Jesus and you tell them about Jesus. And again, every one of us is commanded to do this, commanded by Jesus Christ. These are his last instructions to us before going back up to heaven. Heaven. Every one of us is commanded to go. And if you're here today and you would say, I'm a Christian, but I've never shared the gospel with anybody. I've never talked to someone about Jesus or I've never been in a a Bible study, discipleship Bible study where I've just come alongside a younger believer and met with them to go through the word of God together and to look at the gospels together and the New Testament together. I've just I've never done anything like that. Start. (laughs) Start today. Start to obey the Lord today. This is why God still has us here. Well, what if I try to share the gospel and I fumble over my words? Better than what you're doing now. And by the way, Jesus will be with you as you do it. So just start. It's not complicated. You don't need a plan. You don't need a program. You don't need, you know, you just, you just go. And you, and you start. And, and here's what I think. Here's what I know. Because... As a pastor, I talk to a lot of I talk to a lot of you guys. And and here's what I see happening in our community from my vantage point. The fields are white for harvest right now. I cannot tell you the number of people that I have talked to in this church over the last six months or the last year when I asked them, Hey, how'd you find out about it? A total stranger. I have heard so many stories recently of Well, I was at a gas station and the guy at the pump next to me struck up a conversation with me and invited me to church. Or uh, somebody told me they were getting new tires put on their car and the the clerk working in the tire shop invited them to church. I met a lady last Sunday who's her next door neighbor. She just moved into this apartment. Next door neighbor invited her to church. Doesn't even know his name. Just a guy who lives next door to me. Told me about this church. I am hearing stories like that over and over and over. And people are showing up. Which tells me the fields are white for harvest. People are, are looking for answers. People are looking for truth. They want to they know the truth. Well, how will they know if they don't hear? How will they believe if they don't hear? I suggest to you that if you just start, even if you fumble, just start. Tell someone about Jesus Christ today. If you go out to lunch, you go to Costco, pray and ask God to give you an opportunity to speak to someone today. Reach out to some some people this week about getting together for Bible study and a discipleship relationship and just meeting together for coffee and getting into the word together and just start. And see what the Lord will do. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for this this challenge, Lord, really for all of us to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. And Lord, I pray that we would just step out in faith and go and make disciples just as you have commanded us to do. And Lord, we, we pray, Lord, for boldness by your Holy Spirit. To go, we pray for divine appointments even today, Lord, as we many of us will run errands and go out to a restaurant, Lord, that you would give us a divine appointment and that we would open our mouths and just talk 
and bring the conversation around to you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.